Well, good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, wherever you happen to be, nerds. It is I, your host, Jay, with me as always, my stalwart companion, Chris. We are broadcasting from the lonely cabin of Professor Nolby in the dark woods where strange things are afoot, and you are just in time for the Just Us Nerds podcast. In a world where two nerds come together to talk about all things nerdy, just Us Nerds podcast was born. We talk about comics, movies, and all things in between. Get ready to have your mind blown by the most amazing podcast ever recorded anywhere ever. The Just Us Nerds podcast. Oh yeah. How you doing, Chris? Good, man. I was just looking around here, this this cabin. Uh, aside from the uh, overbearing presence of evil, it's uh, actually quite quaint. I like yeah, it. It's kind of homey, you know? I kind of like the flowers dying and then rebirthing and dying and rebirthing. I also like the blood running from the mirrors. It's it's uh, rather uh, homey. Agreed. It, it's a nice place to visit. I wouldn't want to live here, but it's uh, lots of conversation. I feel like we can relax. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, um, what'd you read this week? Well, um... Actually, I think this is going to be a comic that you read. I didn't even get a chance to read it. <laughs> so let's talk about the new Evil Dead. All right, let's talk about the, the new Evil Dead. So one of the comic books I read was called Evil Dead 2, Tales of Ex Mortis. For some of our listeners who aren't familiar with the whole Evil Dead mythology. Seriously. Uh, they are. They exist. They, they do exist. Uh, all right, so... Long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. No, like sorry, that's 1990. A, that's a that's a different story. No, I think it was actually more Chris, like 1978, 1980, something yeah, like that. Yeah, probably the 80s. So director Sam Raimi and the Spider-Man guy, the Spider-Man guy, and his I think his brother and then his buddy, uh, then unknown actor Bruce Campbell, decided they were going to make the the basically the ultimate B horror movie. Uh, to beat all B-horror movies. And it was called The Evil Dead, and it was about this group of teenagers who go out to this cabin that was owned by this professor who was, uh, I, I guess, trying to uh, decode some uh, ancient text uh, that turned out to be... Uh, this, this book ended up being this gateway to hell... And it was called the Necronomicon. And it was called the Necronomicon. You should have known, though, it was made of skin and it had an evil face on the cover. And you yeah, known. You, you should have known. You should have known. Uh, but but uh, we won't fault them for that. So th what happens in the story is the kids, uh, despite many warnings, read from the book, unleashing this horrible evil that uh, these demon creatures that are able to possess the living and the only way to take them out is you have to dismember them and it's just horribly bloody and, and it's the coolest thing ever because bruce campbell gets it infected in his arm and then he has to cut his own hand off with a chainsaw it's just yeah not and a movie then, to watch with your mom and then he weaponizes it right yeah he puts the chainsaw on, on, his, the on, on his arm so so bruce campbell plays a character named ash so so this comic book tales of ex mortis uh it's put out by space ghost Does ash have a last name williams Ashley Williams. Mm. Didn't think I knew that. Ah, you were throwing a mm. little, little nerd quiz there. Yeah. Did I pass? Nah, that was good enough. Did you know the answer? Nah. Okay. <laughs> I, was, I was literally asking. So, I'm sorry, it's not Spaced Ghost Publishing. It's actually Space Goat Publishing. Oh, even worse. Space Goat! Nah. Um, 
It's about five ninety nine retail at your local comic so shop. So with Space Goat, do you think you know they involve a lot of trash? Probably space space garbage. Space goats eat a lot of space garbage. All right, sorry, um, but you'll be happy with me, Chris. I actually I bought a a hard copy yeah! of this. I'm supporting the industry. Keep I am, it alive. I am I'm keeping it alive. I'm and uh, I bought this issue in particular at our very good friends at Vieira Comics. We want to thank them because <laughs> they are big fans of the show. And uh, it's if you don't if you're in the Vieira area, I, I completely suggest that you go to Vieira Comics because it's a it's a great shop and bring money, bring bring money. Yeah. All right. So this uh, this series is uh, the uh, Evil Dead Two: Tales of Ex Mortis is really sort of an anthology. So it, uh, we have four different tales. It's done sort of in the style of like Twilight Zone huh. or Tales from the Crypt. Okay. So you have. Four tales, and the the book itself, the Necronomicon, is sort of like the crypt keeper character, if you will. Oh, that's kind of weird. Does it talk? It talks. Yeah, the oh. book. <laughs> yeah, the, so you got a talking. You have a creepy freaking book. Talking creepy to you. evil book. I'd rather have the crypt ta- talking to you. Yeah, and and it's funny if you read it. He almost has this sort of like the bad puns and the oh. jokes, sort of like the crypt keeper. Oh. Yeah, yeah. So uh, so that. I, so let's get into the you know right. the, the good and the bad. Give me the good. This. The good is uh, the artwork. Uh, I, it's done by different artists. The different stories are done by different artists. I, I liked it. I thought, uh, and and if I can, I'll, I'll see if I can find some pictures to put up yeah. with this later yeah, as on. As long as they kept true to the you know the original story, well, then I'm cool with it. Well, but he, here's the thing though. It's sort of a new take on the Evil Dead universe because remember, Wait, is it a girl? It, like no, when they no, redid the movie. No, it's not. A, it's not a girl. It's not a girl. They haven't changed ethnicity of anybody. Okay. Um, no, no. Whereas most of the Evil Dead comic books up until this point have focused primarily on Ash, yep. Ashley Williams and his struggles against the Necronomicon. This is more of tales of the Necronomicon and the different ways in which it has touched people's lives. It's sort of like, you know that old story about the monkey's paw? Yeah, yeah. So the book is kind of like this evil uh, monkey's paw. Okay. It's everyone right. who comes into contact with the book has some misfortune. In so it's like the Christmas fruitcake. It is like exactly like the Christmas fruitcake. Nobody wants it. Not as bad. Nobody wants it. It's it's there. It's like on a, on a scale of monkey paw to Christmas fruitcake. It is definitely more toward the Christmas right. fruitcake end. So, yeah, very, very bad. So what didn't you like about it? Um, well, what I, you know, having to condense four stories into one book leads to a little bit of some choppy storytelling. <laughs> Literally walks in a room and he's like, hey, look, I'm looking for this evil lost treasure. Oh, hey, look, there it is. There it is. And then on the next panel, oh, all of my friends are suddenly possessed. Yeah, you don't have the time to build suspense yeah. in the way that you... You, know, you would good, with a graphic novel. With a gra- well, or even just if you were taking one of these stories and telling them over an entire book. However, I, I will put an asterisk on this, and, and that is some of the short stories in, in this book will be continued in the next oh, issue. I'm good with it. So it may it's a complaint now, but it, you know some of these things may not be a problem. They may fix themselves. They, they, they may fix themselves. All right. Um, What's your favorite moment about it? Well, there, in one of the stories called Dead-Eyed Man Walking... Uh, Which is hilarious because they do a second movie called The Army of Darkness, and the evil Army of Darkness, they're called the Deadites. The Deadites, yeah, that's the name. They're of just the, like walking skeleton the, Muppets. The zombie creatures created by the book are called Deadites. So in this story, uh, you have a, a man who is a par- paraplegic. He's a college student who's a paraplegic, or a professor, I think. He's a professor who's a paraplegic. He's a smart guy. And he uses the book, the Necronomicon, 
to regain use of his legs. Oh, please tell me he has rotting limbs for the, the lower half. No, not that. But first, one of my things that I liked about it, they do sort of a callback to the X-Men, or I'm thinking it's a callback to the X-Men because get this, his name is Javier, okay? X. which Which is Spanish for Xavier. Xavier. And then his girlfriend in the story, her name is Jean. Oh, so come so on. yeah, so I, it, I thought it was funny. It was that's like, funny. I liked it. Not everybody liked it. I liked it. All right, just so you know, that is James's call sign. That is that is every conversation we've ever had with a terrible movie. With a terrible movie, it's like I I tend to be very accepting sometimes. Which let me just caveat it says a lot about BVS the fact yeah. that I didn't like it. But yeah, I like this. Not everyone will like All it. Right. Um, and then there is literally implied in there that he f's his girlfriend to death. Good for him. So, so, Good so, for him. So he, so he uses the book. He gets use of his legs, but it's kind of like his legs are evil legs. So that means his hips are evil too. His hips and and his and his, his jing- and his jingle jangle are are all <laughs> he evil. He has evil junk. He has evil junk. And there's a scene where he's just getting up, and he doesn't even seem to realize what's happened. He's it's in the morning. He's, he's leaving. And he's, then he's got his legs going along, and, and it's like, oh, okay. he's leaving, and it's like, she's there dead on the bed. He doesn't even notice. Oh, my and, God. And it's just implied that he basically effed his girlfriend to death. Can you imagine that in the court? Uh, Your Honor, we'd like to stand with the uh, defendant. Uh, th- there's a lawsuit against Viagra if I ever You know what I mean? You can hear it. <laughs> and uh, what did he do then? He then effed her to death. To death, Your Honor. You'd read the coroner. <laughs> Can you read the report? Yes, you had a smashed <laughs> pelvic. You know, come on. Cause of death, severe effing. <laughs> um, Is that your right. professional opinion? That's my professional opinion. I stand by that. Okay. So, so anyway, yeah. I, all I, in all, how would you give this even, uh, I, I would give it probably like uh, out of out of five. We're talking out of five Necronomicons. Yeah. How many I would give? I'd, I'd probably give this like maybe three and a half out of five still Necronomicons. Still pretty evil. Yeah. Yeah, still pretty evil. Not the I, Diet Coke of evil. Okay. All right. Um, all right. All right, Chris. So uh, let's talk about what you read this week. Okay. Um, I went to our friends at Vera Comics. They mm-hmm. had a giant uh, free comic book day uh, event. As yeah, you guys yeah. know, um, it's the first weekend of May is uh, free, free comic, comic book, book day. day. Um, that so, rhymes. So We're poets. That's right. We didn't even know it. Um, so one of the ones that I picked up, and it's Steve Rogers captain america it's by uh spencer and size um because there's so many now captain america's you have to specify right. which right. is this the steve okay rogers, here's captain hold america. on now i'm gonna get into that hold all on all right all right so here's the thing um steve rogers is no longer old he's no okay. longer a withered old man for some reason his uh which he for our listeners he was at one point it was uh, all last he, year he suddenly uh the super soldier serum had I guess they were saying ran out and he suddenly aged. He became like a hundred. And became his true age. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But now that's all been undone. Right. So basically uh, Hydra is still, uh, basically they're kind of taking our news events that's going on now. They've turned Hydra like into ISIS. Okay. So now Hydra is just, you know, bombing the crap out of stuff and they're taking, you know, uh, uh, take, taking responsibility for a lot of stuff. They're like, oh yeah, you see that? We did that. You know, and, and like painting like the Hydra logo on buildings and stuff that's blowing up and whatever. And uh, we get our first look at Sharon Carter. I didn't even realize it, it was Sharon Carter. Um, she she is looking rough after Civil War. Because you remember in Civil War as Agent 13, I mean, she's looking, you know, she was pretty she, hot. She, she was, was Steve Rogers' she, girlfriend. She was quite, quite uh, fetching, yeah. yes. Here she kind of looks like an old leather handbag. Um, I don't know what, uh, yeah, I don't know what Drinking will do that, I guess, you know? Maybe, yeah, alcohol's a... 
Hell of so, a drug. So, all right. But, um, so they've already commanded. She's running uh, S.H.I.E.L.D. now. Um, she's commander. Okay. You know, all right. That's Commar- fine. That's, commander that's, Carter. That's, that's progressive. So, you know, and, and in, you know, Is sending... this book mainly about sort of Steve's return as yes. Captain America? Yes. Because here's okay. the thing. So they bring back Captain America. And I like the new suit. Um, it's... It looks pretty cool. It's got, you know, the... It's kind of a died down. Now he's got the red, white, and blue stripes on his side. And the shield, they kind of went back to the original um, triangle shield. Yeah, I see that. And, uh, you know... We'll get a picture of that up on there. For yeah, we'll, we'll do that. I, I like it. Um, so far, the story's okay, but the only issue that I have... So basically, obviously, Steve's trying to track down Hydra and trying to destroy the cell and everything like that. Make, makes sense, sure. The only thing that I don't like is they kept le- they left it with Sam Wilson is also Captain America. So Sam Wilson, for those of you not knowing... The Falcon. If, the, the, the Falcon, yeah. So his sidekick uh, is is also Captain America. So we have, we have East Coast South uh, Captain America yeah. and then we got West Coast now, Captain America. Now, but what's even more... I don't want to say embarrassing, but even still is now Falcon has a Falcon. The, the Falcon's got a the sidekick's got a sidekick. So now he's Falcon, and this guy's got bird wings and like literally, bird, literally, literal, no arms. He's literal. Got, like if you look, he's got little hands. Literal bird wings. Now is this guy a mutant or is that a suit? I, dude, or? I don't even know who this guy is. Uh, th- I'll be honest with you, I, this was one of the ones I looked at. I'm like, okay, let me start reading the new Captain America. Uh-huh. They don't even describe who this guy is. They don't even give his real name. I thought you were going to say, I'll be honest with you, I didn't even really read this. No. <laughs> no, I read it. I read it. But what's funny, uh, one of the things I did like is they actually make fun of that there are two Captain Americas going on right now. Okay. All right. The new... Is this um, your favorite favorite moment? Yeah. The, the new Falcon actually says, he goes, um, yeah, no, I get it. But, you know, a favor here, a favor there. Before you know it, he's Captain America... Your Major America, Lieutenant America, I don't know, what comes under Captain, you know? So he's even making fun of it. Right, right. And I just, it's too many Captain Americas for me. Um, I, I never had a problem, like I said, I never had a problem with Falcon being made Captain America. I just always found the suit to well, be kind of goofy looking. Okay, so then why isn't Bucky continuously Captain America now? Why can't we have four Captain Americas? You know what I mean? Why are we having the two? Bucky stepped down as soon as Steve took over. Let's have a Team America. Yeah. Team America. Let's Captain Lieutenant. I mean, let's General America. General America. Absolutely. You know. Um, so basically, with the short story, you know, we come to find out that um, Red Skull is alive and well, and with him is, of course, his daughter Sin. So I'm gonna continue reading to see what happens. But what's the what's the main conflict of this? Is this just is Hydra. This Steve tracking down Hydra? Hydra. Basically, like I said, they're turning them into ISIS. If you look, they have like little camps and stuff like that. They're putting these people through and they're normal civilians who wanted to join up with Hydra. And, okay. you know, they're, right. they're having them infiltrate and, you know, start taking so, stuff over. So I'm thinking, I mean, there's a real opportunity here for... Who, who, well, first of all, obviously I hate when I interrupt myself, but there's a real opportunity here for them to say something. Mm-hmm. Uh, who's writing it? Um, it's, it's, uh, they don't even give his, I don't, full I don't recognize name. that name. No. Spe- Spencer. Yeah. I don't, I don't recognize who that, that is. That's kind of sad. They didn't it, even it, give it, his full information. I, I love the Ed Brubaker run yeah. on Captain America. And I, I, you know, one of the great things about comic books or any great science fiction is that Nick Spencer and Nick Spencer. Jesus says, Jesus says, I guess. All right. 
Um, one of the I was just saying one of the great things about good science fiction or good comic books is that you, you make a commentary on things that are happening now, but you just do it in a fantastic way. And it sounds like this has the potential to be that. Yeah, I'll have to check it out and see. This, this has the potential to be like the next uh, death of Captain America. I mean, that was a very you know uh, beautiful comic to where it actually still had political views about it and and why Steve did what he did and, and this has the potential to be really good but I'm afraid it's just going to be convoluted with these extra characters I'm looking I'm like what is this are they going to argue now who's Captain America whatever is that shield made of vibranium the new shield I don't know why doesn't Steve take the one that he gave Sam I mean I don't I don't know well when we get to our Captain America Civil War review I think the opportunity for us to talk about what is what's a good way that you do an yeah. ensemble story All right. so so let's let's go on to our movie talk section. oh I'm excited uh, so before we we get to the the Civil War review there are a couple smaller stories yeah. we wanted to, to mention um, I'm gonna just kind of mention them briefly and then Chris you tell me which two your kind of interest you more first one being that the main villain for the uh, Justice League movie part one has been announced. Uh, the uh, second story is we now have confirmation from Zack Snyder of the identity of uh, Robin, the, the deceased Robin yep. in Batman v Superman. So uh, w which one of these interests you, Chris? Uh, well, let's let's make fun of the first one and then we can talk <laughs> a little bit about the second okay, one. All right, okay. All right. So it's been announced that Steppenwolf is the main villain and Born to be a, Wild? Isn't that a Led Zeppelin song? No, 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 no that's a band. Yeah, that's, that's a band. That's a, their own Born band. to be Wild, dude. Uh, oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Man. I'm so um, So if you don't know, Steppenwolf is the cousin of Darkseid. And okay, all right. He kind of looks like this big giant lion or whatever. I don't know why they're doing this. This is absolutely ridiculous. No, no, man, you you got your characters confused. See, this is this is illustrating our point right here. Why this is ridiculous. You're thinking of Calabac. Calabac is the one that looks. We don't even know who the hell the, the villain is. So no, Steppenwolf is like this dude that has like a he has a mustache and like a goatee, and he looks kind of like an evil, evil villain. Sort of, Evil villain, yeah, mustache yeah. twirling sort of. So we don't I even know who the hell it is. I get why they're doing it. They're trying to please explain have, it to have me. a smaller villain, so that way. But he's already connected with um, Darkseid. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like if Marvel, did, like with Baron Zemo. Baron Zemo is connected to Hydra, therefore he's connected to the Red Skull. That that kind of thing. It's like six degrees of Kevin Bacon. Yes, except six degrees to Darkseid. Dark yeah. I'll be honest with you. They need to change it. I think this is absolutely useless. I. They could have picked so many other people. They could have had the Furies. They could have had, you know, um, I mean, God, at this time it could have been... Starro. It could have been Granny at this time, for all I cared. But... Despero. Yeah. What about Despero? Despero would have been a great villain. Coming from space. and he, then He's like this this uh, this kind of hulking, like, purple dude with, like, three eyes. Yeah, and he or, controls people. Or and... Amazo. Ama I would have loved to have seen an, an Amazo. Right. That's what you need to do. Knock the crap off with Steppenwolf. All right. So real quick, um, the Robin suit, finally, where it's got the spray paint on it in the Batcave. We see it in Batman vs. Superman. It says, ha, 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 joke's on you, Batman. Right, right, right. People were scared because there was a fake picture going around of the cemetery, and it said, here lies Dick Grayson. Mm -hmm. Everyone was terrified that they killed Dick Grayson. The, the first Robin. Right. I am happy to announce that it is not Dick Grayson. As everything, they stayed true to the comic with this, right, and it right, is right. the second Robin, Jason Todd. The one who who got killed, sort of, 
in the comics. Sort of. Well, sort no, of he was dead for years. He was dead for years so, until he wasn't. Until he wasn't. And then, and then now he is yeah, back. the Red Hood. And people are saying that they want a Batman movie with the Red Hood, which is cool, but you got to kind of tell the story first. So, maybe, maybe, well, maybe he's not dead, though. I mean, maybe... Think about that for a minute, Chris. Yeah. It's never explicitly said in that god-awful movie that... Uh, <laughs> it's never explicitly said that Jason Todd is dead or even that that Robin was dead. It was merely just... It was the suit of a Robin, so well, he could have been crippled. He could have been... Batman may think he's dead. He could be the Joker. Yeah, I mean, there could... I God, I hope that's not true. Yeah, I, just, I don't um, know. But... Like I said, um, it's just very nice that they actually announced that it was Jason Todd. So that way, it at least had us going. Oh, okay, you guys are somewhat getting somewhat of cred. Yeah, um, yeah, and that did absolutely nothing for my enjoyment of Batman. Yep, absolutely Superman. nothing. All right, on to why we're really here. All right, the reason we're all here, we're going to do our review of Captain America: Civil War. Uh, so. Th- First of all, let me just say I'm over the moon about this movie. So any no, negatives I'm, I have to I'm say right about there, man. it, it's amazing. Is going to be nitpicking. Let me give just a brief synopsis for those of you who haven't seen it, and you need to go out and see it if you haven't. seen I, I it. I can do it in a minute. Ready? Superhero fight. <laughs> yeah, which would have been the same summary for Batman v Superman, except Batman was standing in a corner. What's up, guys? Yeah, hey, hey, we're totally friends now. He L- at least turns out his mom is, has got the same name as my mom, so now we're cool. You know what? The thing I don't get though. You have Hawkeye in there, who's pretty much the same thing as Batman. I mean, now I'm a Batman fan, but he has no powers, right. and yet he goes up against the Vision. He's like, I ain't scared of him. Oh, that was awesome. Come on! So but okay, Batman's right, standing before... there going, so, it's cool, got my thumb raised. <laughs> so, nice right, job, before, guys. Before we get too far ahead of yep, ourselves sorry, nerding sorry. out over this, let me give a brief synopsis. So, in the wake of an international incident, the governments of the world demand that the Avengers be placed under the sanction of the UN. An event that splits the team and pits Avenger against Avenger. Tony Stark, a.k.a. Iron Man, is arguing that power, even when used for good, must be kept in check. While Steve Rogers, a.k.a. Captain America, argues that some moral decisions extend beyond the boundaries of organized governments, which are vulnerable to the corruption of men. Oh, by the way, uh, speaking with our last episode with with this in the debate, uh, I got a little bit of feedback, and uh, I don't mean to brag, but uh, I think I won. Oh, oh, our, our debate, our debate. Yeah, I, I think I think I won. Uh, I, the, the, the fans are saying I've got, I've got, I've got. Look, out of four people, I got three that survived. <laughs> <laughs> Who was the one person? <laughs> I think it was you. That was me. I, I think was it like, was you. You suck, man. You totally lost <laughs> that debate. You're terrible, bro. Um, All right. We so need anyway, to, we need to confirm that. I'm not. That may or may not have been me. Um, <laughs> All right. So what? What are the? I, I've got my positives about this. Uh, okay. Chris, so what? Um, what do you think about For it? For me, I think the biggest positive I had of this was it was a moving comic book. It really was. Everything. The costumes, the way things were designed, the action, everything. Right, rip, rip from the panels. Yeah. Loved it. Agreed. Agreed. And, and the, one of the things I loved about this was that the, you know, this film really moves the Marvel Cinematic Universe forward. You have these characters now that we've known since 2008, I yeah. think, when, when Iron Man first came out, and they've been moving along these character arcs, and and this is, I mean, for some of these characters, they've really, they are not the same characters they were when we first were introduced to them. The Iron Man of Civil War is not the same Iron Man that he was in the first movie, yet you can, he's still the same character. Yeah. Uh, but he has evolved. You can tell he's been shaped by the experiences he's been through. And you can kind of see, like, you know, he still kind of has that PTSD, like, from the first Avengers, you know, going up into space. Like, he's looking and, like, 
you know, obviously a little bit of spoilers, you know, when he's brought with that woman who shows that her son died due to his actions, you know, you kind of see that face again, like during the fight at the end of Age of Ultron, the, the Sokovia, yeah. uh, the destruction. When they lifted a damn town and flipped it upside down and dropped it. And, and, and I gotta, I, I gotta follow up with you on that, Chris. Uh, when I was listening to our debate, robot again, they made. You said robot that, they made. No, no, no. Hang on. <laughs> they lifted the town up. They flipped it and dropped it back down. They didn't drop it back down. They vaporized it in the air before it could oh, drop. Oh, that's back even down. better. That's cool. <laughs> but we won't. We won't get into anyway, our own mini civil war again. Um, um, there is no one other thing too. There is no what I call SSS here. No sequel setup syndrome. Oh, I thought it was going to be super soldier syndrome. Cool. Uh, no, no. No, 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 no. There's plenty of super soldier serum in here, but th there is no sequel setup syndrome. This movie stands completely on its own, I think. Uh, you, It is enhanced, definitely, if you have seen the movies that come before, but I think it stands on its own just fine. And you don't get the sense that this is servicing the, the next, what's to come next, you know? No, and I, I agreed with it. And the thing that I love is, like you said about the, the, the these characters, is we... We know who they are. We've seen them on their own, you know, that kind of stuff. And But the newer characters who are finally being introduced with the team, they, like, I'll be honest with you, I think my shining moment, by far, I want to say one of the um, outstanding characters was Ant-Man. Yeah. I yeah. loved him get finally. <laughs> and what's funny oh, is... You're Captain America. Wow. I'm shaking your hand way too long. And you... You're great, too. <laughs> you know, it's funny with Paul Rudd is he is a huge uh, comic book fan. Right. And when he actually showed up on set, he actually, that's actually really him. He They said that um, uh, Chris Evans had to walk off stage or something like that, and they had the shield, and he told somebody to hold it. And I think it was Sebastian Stan, actually, and he's like, uh -huh. hey, hold the shield. like, And he goes, hey, uh, can, can, I, can I hold the shield? And he starts holding it, and then he starts making noises and starts, like, acting out, like, hitting people and doing all this kind bang, of stuff. Bang, zoom, pow, bing. You know, and he's like us, you know. He, he was so excited to be a part of this that, you know. So he brought a little bit of that genuine excitement yeah. like, into oh, the character. Wow. wow, And I also like that they, they tied in the older stuff with, like, Falcon, where he looks at me and goes, hey, Sorry about that. He goes, ain't gonna happen again. You know, and they're... they're. Oh, oh, you mean your audition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. how he's getting all nervous because he didn't want Steve to know about yeah. what happened. Yeah. yeah, meanwhile, it's on video. We all know what happened. Calls him Tic Tac. Yeah. I, I thought that was great. Yeah. Um, um, you know, there's going to be inevitable comparisons with this movie and Batman versus Superman. Since, we don't even need to. Yeah, my brother actually said Rando was like, he, he says it's actually degrading to Civil War to yeah. even compare it to Batman now, v Superman. Honestly, and I, and I still sit thinking of it this way, they were their own stories. I can't even compare them because they were their own stories. Where, where Superman and Batman was very dark and gloomy and stuff like that, this had a light feel to it. And it was... It was an all-around good popcorn flick. I sat there and I was excited to be there. Whereas the Batman vs. Superman actually made me think. It made me look at everything and, and kind of emotional crap. And, you know, tugged at my heartstrings anyway because they were pissing me off with stuff. But, um... They tugged at my heartstrings because I was like, I couldn't believe I had spent like $15 yeah, on seeing I know. this. That tugged I know. on my heartstrings. But, but at least with like Civil War, like I said, you know. And the other thing too was it kind of turned into a buddy pick. And for me, I think the best banter between the two was between Winter Soldier and Falcon. Because <laughs> at one point... They're more they, of a frenemy. Frenemy well, than... Because the thing is, at one point, they are Steve Rogers' best friend. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. when Bucky was gone, 
um, Sam came in and, w- and was, was yeah. Steve's best friend. Mm-hmm. And before, so now they're both there. And then, you know, and now they're like, well, I was his friend. Well, I was his friend I first. I was his friend first. You suck. No, you suck. No, you suck. And how about, how about, can you move your seat up, please? No. <laughs> <laughs> that was awesome. Or he looks at him and they're laying on the ground and he goes, you know, don't you think you could have done that earlier? Oh, yeah, when and they're he, fighting Spider-Man. And he says to him and he goes, you know, I hate you. Like that, he just laughed flat out. I hate you. Um, I, I, I didn't have it in my notes, but... Uh, Spider-Man was definitely one of the things I loved about this movie. Oh my god, I, I will say it right now. And you know what's really nice? We don't need an origin story anymore. Wasn't that great how gracefully the Russo uh, brothers did that? So Introduced Spider-Man just boom. seamlessly. They did a whole movie in 15 minutes. Yeah, It was really very impressive. Yep. Um, all right, By so, the way, uh, Aunt May... Right? Marissa Tomei. Oh, my God. What's it's up, lady? How Aunt you doing? May is hot. Well, yeah. Who knew? What the all hell? Right. Um, and right. and the, what I loved about the two, they weren't shy about it. Even Tony says something yeah. about it. It's like, yeah, uh, you and your hot aunt here. Yeah. I mean, they even called attention to it. Um, okay, so... Uh, the negatives are not a lot. The negatives, I mean, these are just very minor gripes that I have. I don't even know if you share I have any one, of them. I just have one gripe. Have, well, go ahead. What, what's your one gripe? I like that the Vision was trying to be human. However, I found it kind of creepy. Him the sitting there, Smalley, yeah, uh, he's sitting like in the sweater. dress shirt with a sweater, and but we got the giant pink head and everything. And I'm looking <laughs> at him and I'm like, this just doesn't look right. But you know, I, that was that was something that was straight out of the comics. Because right. if you go to old school Avengers, yeah, he's wearing he's there, but he's, he's wearing like, clothes. And I look at him like, dude, you could create your own clothes. You made your own cape in the last movie. Why which, why are you buying that stuff? Which means then, if you take that to its logical extension, that every time we're seeing him without that stuff on, he's dude, naked. Dude's fighting naked. Yeah, like that's just he's just hiding his schlong, man. He's just yeah. the Super Johnson's hiding. I don't know, man. I don't. I don't know how I feel about that. That's, that's a little think. weird. All Make right. It. Um, and CN, you said this movie didn't make you think. This movie makes makes you think about all kinds of things. So I don't want to um, think about that. Yeah. Um, you know, other critics have pointed it out, and I'll agree. I mean, it, it was a bit convenient how Iron Man just happens to show up for the third act, how yeah. Baron Zemo just happens to know that Captain, or excuse me, that Iron Man is going to know to meet them there at that By location. the way, all right, I will tell you a gripe. Baron Zemo, they had no image, no nothing that even resembled, looked like anything from the comic. At least with Batrock the Leaper... He still was wearing the same colors. So for me, I was like, okay, I could, I could believe that. This guy looked like a nerd. He, he could have been anybody. He could have been you anybody. You didn't need to call him Baron Zim. In fact, I'll even go so far as to say this movie would have worked even without a villain. Yeah. You did not you did not need one. They were but their own villain. W- w- Ooh. W- yeah, exactly. But I mean, with as awesome as this movie was, uh, the gripe is so minuscule that uh, I, I'm, I mean, you, you forgive it. Yeah. You forgive it because yeah. there's just so much good stuff here. I would I would go on to say, Chris, just that this movie for me, this is the Empire Strikes Back of the MCU, and which is good for me because that's my favorite Star Wars. Yeah, no, and it's, and I say that because it is. I think it's probably the most mature superhero movie we've had probably since the Dark Knight trilogy. And you know what's great? They even pay homage. That's right. That's right. They even pay homage during the airport fight scene. Okay, spoilers. If you haven't seen it yet, you may want to tune out and and come back in when we're talking. At skip ahead. Skip ahead. Skip Skip ahead. Um, The airport fight scene. Yeah, where Spider Man is fighting Giant uh, Man. Giant Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, And he says, he goes, "Hey guys." He goes, "You know that really old movie?" And and then uh, War Machines like uh, War Machines like. 
dude, how old is this guy? And he goes, I didn't fact check him. He's, I, I don't know. I didn't carbon date him. He I goes, I didn't, I didn't carbon date him. He's youngish. Yeah, and then he... And the funny thing was, I swear to you, because when I was watching the movie and I was watching the whole fight, I'm like, I bet you they're going to do an Empire Strikes Back callback. Yeah. I bet you they're going to do it. I bet you... And then they did it, and I was like, yeah! <laughs> oh, so All right, so negative. There's so, negative. Much, there, there's so much we could say more about this movie. Uh, favorite, favorite moment for me... Um, and it was a line. It was said at Sharon Carter's... Uh, no, excuse me. Uh, uh, Peggy Carter's funeral. Yep. Uh, compromise where you can. Where you can't, don't. Even if everyone is telling you that something wrong is something right. Even if the whole world is telling you to move. It's your duty to plant yourself like a tree. Look them in the eye and say, no, you move. Yeah. And and I mean, that is such... It's a... That it, is lifted right out of the comic... From uh, a line actually that Captain America had spoken to Spider-Man during the Civil War uh, comic book, and I—I I mean, out of all this movie, has so many great scenes, and it's so funny that that's my favorite moment. But I literally got goosebumps when I saw that that's where they were going with it. Yeah, I really like that. Um, like I said, all in all, I think it's a fantastic movie. I'm excited to see what, what's what's coming down the line. I'm right, really excited. Right. But I will say something, and it's not too our fans here because I know they all know. You know what I'm getting tired of? We've had these movies for what, eight, nine years now? Yeah, yeah. There are people still leaving right at the end of the movie. Oh, literally. Right. 75% <laughs> of the theater emptied. I looked at them like, fools. Y'all know. Fools. I was like, what's wrong with you? <laughs> and I want to be that guy to like look at them and go, you know there's going to be more. You will sit there and you will enjoy the after credits scene just like I enjoy it. You know, and I'm like, <laughs> Fine, leave, loser. So, all right, all right. Uh, so, is that you want to say any more about Civil War? Or? I, I, be honest, I think this is the best movie this summer so far. Uh, it, it's a it's a real close one between that and Batman v Superman. You're a liar. <laughs> no, no, between that and Deadpool, I think uh, no. they're 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 very close. But I I think this one is probably the the better yep. movie. All right, let me ask you one thing before we move on from this: Winter Soldier, yeah. or Civil War. Ooh. Yeah. They're their own entity. For me, I loved Winter Soldier, but Winter Soldier for me was a spy flick, and I really liked that. I, I actually liked the government conspiracies and all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I, I consider them, to be honest with you, I think Winter Soldier is Civil War Part 1. Yeah. Yeah, I could, you see, know. I could, I could see that. So Part of a larger... Yeah, a I would say story. Civil War, but that's because, you know, the banter between everybody and, and the teams actually coming together. But... You know, it's very, very hard for me, but I'd say Civil War. They are very close for me. I think I'm going to have to see Civil War again to make up my nope. mind. Agreed. All right. So we're going to, we only have a little bit of time left. So we're going to wrap up today's show with Toy Box. And in our Toy Box section, we got dun, 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 dun. what's in Chris's loot crate? What's in Chris's loot crate? What's in Chris's loot crate? I hope it isn't crap. Yeah. All right. So All right. Loot Crate. What's in your Loot Crate? All right. Buddy? Loot Crate. So this month, uh, the month of May. It, the theme was power. All right. Okay. All right. All right. So, of course, you know. Let's ask ask uh, Absolute Power if it wants a magazine, if it right. gets bored. Let's take a look. Let's take a look. All power. right. Power. Ready? Un unlimited power. So, the first thing that they gave was something from Dragon Ball Z. As, All right. You know, I was like, okay, I'm not I'm not a huge fan of Dragon Ball. I've seen Dragon Balls? Dragon Ball. Dragon Ball Z. Dragon Ball. It's an anime. Okay. So it's been going since like 1986. So, okay. you know. So I got a little Dragon Ball. 
and and it has the dragon wrapped around. It's a little keychain, little little tchotchke. May, you know? I, may I see your dragon ball? There you go. You can touch it. I Be can, gentle with it. That is uh, that's an impressive dragon ball. Okay, so here's my so it's a very fuzzy dragon ball. Yes, it is. Put the damn dragon ball down. <laughs> <laughs> so. Um, every, every loot crate, of course, comes with a t-shirt mm-hmm. and to promote, I'm guessing someone drops some money, but I've got a world of Warcraft oh, that's cool. shirt from the movie. That is cool. And what's neat about it is it's the giant shadow of the orc and then in the shadow is the human. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I thought it was really cool. No, that is, that is pretty neat. Are you going to go see World of Warcraft? Oh, yeah. I'm going to give right. it a shot. You um, got to wear that shirt. That's, that's awesome. That's, yep. that's cool. Um, Okay. So they have something pretty much for everybody in these. Um, they have the nerd who needs stuff for the house. You ready? All right. All right. Ready? Hit, hit me. Let's see. Look at my new <gasps> oh, oven. Get the fuck out of here. It is. Ah, that is awesome. <laughs> it is the Infinity Gauntlet oven mitt. Oh, my God. Look at this thing. Uh, Here, look at, look I at. may be stealing that from you. <laughs> no way in oh, hell. Oh, my God. That How is cool just... is that? That is the coolest damn thing I have ever seen. I knew as soon as I saw it, I'm like, oh, I can't wait to show Jay. Infinity Gauntlet Oven Mitt. Oven mitt. Good for if you want to wipe out all of existence or, you know, just bake some cookies. Actually, they give a recipe in the booklet of death by... Uh, <laughs> death by chocolate. It's like death by chocolate, <laughs> but they call it something else. It's it's funny. Oh, my God. Uh, this... This object right it's here. worth the money. This is worth this alone is, okay. is worth the money. Now look at this. This is by a company called QFig. Alright. Okay. It is a Hulk of Age of Ultron figure. But it is actually a polymer plastic. Take a look at him. Oh, that's cool. And it shows the Hulk and he's smashing down on the ground. And he's wearing his little Avenger pants. I love that. That's awesome. So, w- w- wait, what are what are these Q figs? So, this is by a company, uh, Quantum Mechanics does it. And um, so, this is a Loot Crate exclusive. Um, but they wanted to show the power, so they did the Age of Ultron uh, Hulk. That is great. Yep. That is great. And then, as always, they did uh, a, a button. And that's their their loot crate button. And hold on, just for a second. I, I, don't, I don't recognize yeah, that. Hold on, what, what give, me, that? give me a second. Give me a second. Looks like a for you guys at home. I'm looking it's at a, a pin that looks like a kind of a one-eyed robot. And I, I know we're gonna get some hate mail. Um, we're gonna get hate mail over the one-eyed robot. No, we're gonna get hate mail because I don't know who it is. Oh, so, okay. You know, people. Well, that's like, okay. I do gonna, not know. They're, they're not gonna know. They're not gonna know who it is either. All right. Um. Necromonger. I don't know if that's the name of the. I don't know. Hold on. Um, I you know I I'm not sure, Christopher, I, I don't know, but uh, it was in here. You know what? As I said, the Infinity Mitten. Uh, that was that that was worth the price of all. Okay, of this so it's called Thanos Muffins of Death <gasps> by Chocolate. Awesome. So awesome. and actually in the booklet they give you. What each? <laughs> they give you a layout. They of, give you a like, layout of where, what the gems are, where all of the gems are. That's awesome. Yep. So due to in, in the and so just for those of you not aware, just real quick Wikipedia on this. So the Infinity Gauntlet is one of these sort of uh, super powerful tchotchkes that exist in the Marvel universe. The bad guy of the Avengers movie, Thanos, has been wanting to get his hands on this thing, 
And once you put, and it's an Asgard. It's it, once you put all of the the gems in this gauntlet, it gives you basically power, total over control time and space. over everything, and it can also allow you to bake so, delicious brownies. That's right. So all in all, I, I thought this was an awesome loot crate. Um, you know, uh, it's cool to see like walking in the mall. And you see people wearing the Loot Crate shirts because I'll look at them and I'll say, hey. and You're part you know, of like a secret secret club secret that nobody club, else knows about. Secret society. So, that is really uh, cool. You know, obviously I'm, I'm going to keep going with it. But uh, this one, I, I think this is one of their, their better ones. Uh, I, I would agree. I okay. would agree. Um, all right. Well, that's about all the time we have for our show. Uh, tune in next time. Next show, we're going to be reading responses to our Dreamcast prompt for casting a Rocketeer Phantom movie. Uh, we're going to be discussing the final days of Superman storyline in DC, and then we'll have a couple other few surprises in store. Remember that you can email us at justusnerdspc at gmail.com. Please like us on Facebook, and you can also listen to us on SoundCloud. Uh, I have been Jay. With me, as always, my Star Wars companion, Christopher. And remember to keep yourself safe to speak the words exactly. Klaatu! Verata <laughs> Yeah, that that ought to do it. That'll be fun. Right, we'll I knew it was an N-word. <laughs> we'll see you next time. Bye-bye.